Hello and welcome to Restore 2022. I'm Mark Yumitra and I'm here with my friend. I never refer to him, but he's a doctor in theology. So Dr. Peter Turnhill and we are today, we've been journeying actually together with the church by reading uh, from the Bible and uh, we have come to the place of scripture when we are meeting with the minor prophets and um, the minor prophets are not because they're minor in size, but because of the size of the script or the, the size or the length of their ministry. And uh, today we're going to be thinking a little bit about Amos and Hosea. Peter, it's so good to have you on board again. Thank you for your time you. and your ministry. Uh, how's your week been? Very good, thank you. Yeah, we're moving house, so uh, lots of... You know, boxes and the smell of cardboard. But, okay, yeah. great. And how's your week been with Amos and Hosea? <laughs> it's good. I found it very challenging, I must say. It's, you know, it's not like narrative. You know, it's nice to return today to uh, to Samuel and sort of nice straightforward as, as much as it can be narrative. But yeah, um, this prophecy has stuff has been, I found it very challenging. I found both Amos and Hosea difficult to understand and well yeah challenging definitely to to digest and to, and to talk about uh, yeah i've had a few people have said that actually i mean i had somebody who came after the service last sunday and they they're very grateful that i spent time to explain amos because she said she was very confused by the whole prospect and also because it's prophetic, it's very heavy, mm. and the language of judgment and the language of heaviness. And I mean, you said something earlier on about that actually we read this and we we respond directly. But you, you said it about um, that God has been dealing uh, with these people for a long time. Yeah, I mean that when I was preparing, what, I can't remember which prophet it was, but it, it made me realise that we, we see all these oracles of judgment one after the other, and, it, you know, it can weigh you down, but you need to remember that God has been dealing with these people for a long, long time, and he's been very patient, and that we can read things or see them on, on news stories, whether it's social justice or some crime or some politics, doing something stupid and we get really angry about it very quickly and I thought well how does God feel about all the things he sees he doesn't read about it on the news he watches it happening in real time and he can see in the hearts he knows what's going on to the very depths of of that action along with all the intent and he can also see all the threads of the future you know if a child gets harmed in some way he knows all the ways it's going to play out all the the, the various impacts and ripples. So God's knowledge of wrongdoing and sin, and also because of his holiness, his feeling of it, is infinitely greater than ours. And he's been putting up with it for centuries with these guys. So, and he warned them about it, as we saw yeah. in, um, in the law, in Deuteronomy in particular. Uh, this land you're inheriting will spit you out if, yeah. um, if you act like the people who are currently getting spat out of it so we just it's good to to try and see things as much as we can from 
the divine perspective. But the prophets were unique. I mean, I am really gobsmacked at the whole prospect of having to be someone who's been called by God. Both prophets saying the word of the Lord came to this prophet mm. and having to, to declare that, you know, we've got both Amos and Hosea, they're ministering in the middle of the eighth century. There is prosperity, there is kind of development. And yet we know that Assyria and its invasion, it's on the background. It's, mm. it's, it's kind of, you know, um, so, so it's very turbulent times uh, on its way. But on the other hand, there is that element that actually um, they're faithful. I mean, he's a southern prophet. He goes, Amos goes to the northern kingdom. And later on, Hosea, he's maybe local, but he still has to uh, disclose the gloominess that is going to happen to the northern kingdom. And and unfortunately, from the perspective of the the outcome, these prophecies become reality. Mm. But on the other hand, they're so valid because this was God's word and God's word was fulfilled. Mm. So so it's it's a it's a very um strong tension between the fulfilling of the prophecy and the, 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 the disastrous um, outcome. Mm. And, and yet we come to that question, well, okay, this happened in the middle of the 8th century. Yeah. What's, well, what do we take? What do we have to do with this mm. um, as a 21st, believer, 21st century believers? What do we take from this minor prophets? Yeah, no, that's a crucial question because the more i mean you want to understand these these words and the more you dig into it and look for their background as you've been saying that's obviously the key to understand these texts and any text but after a while you think well yeah well what, what do i do with it you know they should have believed they didn't and it was all done so i think one of the things that i can take away from it that we can take away from it is the prophets themselves that they you know, um, these were quite ordinary people, or at least Amos was, and um, I think they're from different kinds of backgrounds. And they responded to this calling. Yeah. They obviously got a sense of what I was just talking about a moment ago, about God's feelings, his holiness and his despair and his anguish and his anger about the things he's seen. And, and they've obviously got a taste of that. And that's all you need to be able to go forward and um, and preach it. But at the same time, you've got to be very brave. Yeah, You've got to be committed. Some of these guys were ministering for a long time. You've got to speak to people who are going to hate you. Some of them will have the power to kill you. Yeah. And so the, their faithfulness, their conviction, their vision of, of not just God himself, but the, the way God sees things yeah. is obviously so powerful and clear um, that they can't do anything else but just say it, just give it straight, even though it is a lot of it encoded in yeah. poetry. Um, yeah. 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 And, and I think the content that they deliver is quite heavy. Yeah. It's, it's not, um, it's not, it's a funeral song mm. uh, for Amos, isn't it? It's, it's very, heavy interaction of Hosea to Mary 
a promiscuous woman and use that as a parable mm. to to give the people of the northern kingdom Israel a lesson of how unfaithful they are to God. Mm. I mean, this is raw. Yeah. It's raw. And yet, as you said, their character, their example, uh, the content that you, you mentioned earlier on, the vision of who God is and how he enables the people. Um, yeah, and when actually he knows that uh, the, their life is uh, on the line here, yeah. if they challenge It's that. life and death stuff. Yeah. I think that's what impressed me as well, is that it's not... There's a lot that, if I can rant for a moment, yeah. that passes for prophecy um, out there in the world, and it really doesn't come across anything like, like what we read. You know, yeah. it doesn't doesn't reflect the depths of Scripture, the way the Lord, you know, refers back to uh, what we know as Exodus, but their yeah. their relationship that was uh, that began then and was recorded in there. Yeah, the promises, the things He did, and there's such a depth. In, yeah. in the message and also in the urgency of what it means that, you know, this is, it's real stuff. It's not, it's not meant to be comforting. It's not meant to be a pat on the back. It's not meant to be promising you a bit of finances. Um, yeah. yeah. But also they're retelling the story, aren't they? As yeah. you said earlier on, it's, it's that, that prophetic vision of actually they wanted to work for Israel because he's a covenant God and they are a covenant people. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've got this very clear with themselves. And therefore, they, they, they want for Israel to be committed to their call. You know, Israel, my son, mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. They want to be Israel to be committed to, to whatever package they come because they're being the people of God, and yet they have rebelled, yet they have been unfaithful, yet yeah. they've turned their backs I, uh, to God. I think that helps me clarify, yeah, that, that's helped me sharpen my thought there, which is that a lot of what passes today is as prophecy or this kind of ministry focuses on or tries to meet everybody's sense of need, whereas what is involved in prophecy, what God is is reaching out about is them not being involved with his agenda with his promises was with his plan for the world and for them so it's not about you know all the individual kind of stuff not that god doesn't care about the small yeah. things as we always say but but it's this is bringing this people back into line with god with his purpose with the story that he's writing across history and and who he is really yeah uh, one thing that i left out without saying last sunday and i think we're going to bring it to a close with this one but paul writes about this in romans 11 in that sense that actually here we see that there is that element of the sternness mm. of god and paul says well we need to keep in check our biblical view of god rather of our own making of who God is, mm. the biblical view of God that he is kind, Paul says in Romans eleven twenty two, mm. but he's also stern. So, I mean, that's, that's the challenge that I have had while I've been reading Hosea and Amos. What is my biblical view of God rather than just Jesus being my teddy bear? Yeah, yeah. And if I can just add one more thing. Yeah, go for <laughs> Sorry. It. I, it's just again reminding me of another thing I've been thinking about all week is that 
I mean, we've said this many times, it's so valuable and challenging doing this restore project because we're having to work through um, parts of the Bible we don't normally. I mean, you know, both of us have read the yeah, Bible many absolutely. times, but I haven't had to work through in this kind of detail some of these, uh, many <laughs> yeah. of these books. No, I, I agree. And, uh, and I know uh, I've heard you and Dave say you haven't had to preach through some of these passages yeah. as well. So it's a really valuable thing. But the, the dissonance that we can sometimes feel when reading the Bible and that sometimes I, I sense from uh, people um, is a challenge in and of itself because it makes me think when we find the Bible so disturbing and unusual and perhaps a bit alien, um, why is that? Because why have we... Be I just wonder if, if we have become so... Um, kind of tuned out to it that some of it is too much you know yeah. it's like uh eating junk food all the time and then you eat something that's real and you just can't take it it's kind of like oh you know um so if if you have been experiencing that kind of dissonance with the bible and thinking oh i didn't realize it was this shocking or this potent or this radical it i don't know it may be worth thinking about that we we tune in so much to other voices, social media and the culture, and perhaps we've absorbed just a bit too much of of these outside voices so that when we do read the Bible in detail, it's become quite difficult yeah. and it's become yeah. more challenging than perhaps it should. So if we have that feeling, I think we're on the right path and the right choice is to say, we've got to stick with this because maybe we've drifted a bit too far away from from the voice, uh, from, the, from the Word of God. And yeah, and again, as we've said previously, I think we said it in the podcast with Ellen Bainter, that I'm so pleased that the Bible does not shy mm. from this things, that that's the reality. I'm so grateful again. Um, this is a shorter than usual uh, podcast, but I think we'll cover minor prophets again because Hosea and Amos are not the only two minor prophets. Um, and then we'll deal with prophecy as we continue with Resort. But thank you for your time and thank you for listening. And God bless you and I'll see you next week.